0: Hi, this is AJ Robinson. Just something really quick before the episode begins. I wanted to thank you personally for sticking with Chronicles of Spring Shard this long. The show has been an amazing journey this last season, and I'm so happy to present the season finale to you. After this episode, the podcast will be on an indefinite hiatus, but stay tuned on our social media. If there's any updates, they'll be posted there. But hey, enough of me. Welcome back to Spring Shard for the final time. I spent all last night packing. Now I'm sitting in Dottie's, wishing I had gotten some sleep last night. I can barely keep my eyes open. I don't know how I'm going to drive all the way to the city. I don't even know how I'm going to start explaining to my boss why I'm back so early. Oh, I just want to go back to sleep.
1: Wakey wakey, eggs and bakey! Dottie, can you not? Tarrant, darling, you seem tense. What's going on, hon? I'm leaving today. Oh dear, I thought we had you
0: for a year. Originally, yes, but circumstances have changed. Well,
1: we'll all miss you, darling. Oh, I know, I'll make you a plate of food for the drive. You really don't have to do that. Oh, it's nothing, consider it something to remember me by. When I die, I'd rather be remembered for my cake than my tap dancing. I'm not very good at tap dancing. I'm going to miss you, Dottie. Aw, I'll miss you too, Taryn. Promise me you come back and visit. I'll see what I can do. Are you staying for the opening of the time capsule today? No. No, um... No. <sighs> should get going as soon as possible. Well, you'll be missing out, I can't wait to finally see that crystal. Legend has it that it has supernatural abilities. No one quite knows what they are, but the stories say it's connected to some creature ruling beneath the ground of the town itself. But that's probably just an old wives' tale. Have a safe drive home, Taryn.
0: Thanks. I leave Dottie's and head down Main Street past Circle Square, up left lane, and all the way down Avenue Street back to my house. I deposit the food Dottie gave me onto the counter and get into my car to drive to the office. I told Xavier that I was leaving town last night. He seemed very nonchalant about it all. I'm not sure what to do when I arrive, but I guess I'll figure it out. I think back to the time I've spent here. All the articles I've written with Chrome, people I've interviewed, the memories of this town, I'm going to miss it. I finally arrive at the office but elect to stay in my car for a minute. I sit in the car and stare at the building which I have spent so much time in. I take a deep breath and head into the office. Cynthia is sitting at her desk and I walk up to her. Hello, Taryn. Hi, Cynthia. What can I do for you? I have some things to collect before I leave today. Oh, so you really are leaving then, huh? Yeah, yeah, I am. We'll all miss you, Taryn. Can I give you a hug? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, just go right ahead there. <laughs> I head into the office and start loading my stuff into an old wooden milk crate. It's odd being in the office when no one's around. I heard this word once, Canopsia. It's the eerie atmosphere of a place that's usually busy with people, but is now abandoned and quiet. What's worse than that is the lingering feeling of the anticipation of how much I'll miss this place. I put papers and photo frames into the box, wrapping my knickknacks in loose newspaper. As I'm filing the rest of the papers, I find a paper stashed in the back of the drawer. I pull it out and unfold it. It's in a loopy handwriting I have never seen before. I start to read. If you're reading this, then you must be the new intern. You must have noticed by now that this town is not what it seems. In my time here, I've noticed that no one can leave. It's for that very reason that I write this. Someone needs to hear this story. I'm going to try to leave tomorrow. I say try because I highly doubt I'll make it. I want to have hope, but statistically, no one has made it into the forest. Now you may be reading this thinking, who is this and why is she telling me this? Well, I'm telling you this because a very nice old man told me that when I arrived, I shouldn't have been able to enter the city. That the time I arrived was not the proper time. He told me he was a timekeeper, and over the last few rotations, as he called them, The period of time it takes to complete a rotation had sped up. He said this was a problem and if he didn't do something soon the town would pay the price for good. I don't know what that means, but if I can warn you ahead of time maybe you'll be able to get out of it. I will miss this town, and that's the worst part of this. While I know I can't stay, it is a good town. The people here are kind and personable. I've made real friendships, and it hurts knowing that I have to leave it all behind me. If you just arrived, I'm telling you to leave now. Don't get attached. If you're finding this later, talk to Oleg. He will help you get out of town. I don't know who you are, but I wish you the best of luck. Oh, one more thing. Oleg, the old man, told me that if you see the sky turn purple, then you're too late. Good luck, in turn. Sincerely, April, May. I sit down at my desk and stare out the window at the purple sky. The sign that it's too late. No! I don't care what the previous intern said. I can and I will get out of here. And I will do it today. I make my way downtown. There's some people I need to say goodbye to. I walk through the crowds of people looking for Chrome. Taryn! Oh gosh! Don't sneak up on me like that. Are you excited, Taryn? For what? For the time capsule opening, silly. Yeah, about that. I won't actually be here. What? I'm heading back to the city today. But Taryn, if you miss the ceremony, you will never get to see Orion play the harmonica with his toes. Believe it or not, I'm actually okay with that. Wait, how would that even work? We'll also have bees there. How is that supposed to convince me to come?
1: Well, Tetra, leave the poor girl alone. Taryn, did you decide to stay for the party? No, I just came to say goodbye. Well, at least stay for the fireworks. Humor Tetra a bit. Plus, they're about to start. It's 10.30 a.m. The perfect time for fireworks. And it's raining. The perfect condition for Fireworks.
0: Yeah, I really should be going as soon as I can. Taryn! Lena, what are you doing? Come with me! Lena, their leader, leads me to a secret cave built on the side of the pawn shop downtown. The cave is expansive and has a small waterfall off to the side. Little pools of water illuminated by green or blue bioluminescent bats hanging from the roof of the cave are scattered around us. Lena leads me deep into the cave and we sit down between some tall stalagmites. Taryn, you can't leave the town. What? Literally a day ago, you told me I had to. Yes, that was before I realized the extent of the circumstances. The gnome can no longer protect you. What are you talking about? Lena, their leader, reaches into her bag and pulls out a garden gnome with a yellow painted cap and a pair of polished opal eyes. Remember the small gnome Lena gave you? Yes. That was for your protection. Do you still have it? Please say you still have it. It's in my car. This may be a stupid question, but how would a gnome protect me? We don't have time to get into it, Taryn. I wanted to help you. I really did. And that gnome was the only thing that would get you through the forest.
1: But now it's not just getting out of here you need help with. There's also the turn back. The gnome is strong, but it isn't that strong. If you know what's good for you, you will stay in this
0: cave with my gnome here. It's still not strong enough, but the combination of the gnome's power and the cave's may just be enough to save you. With that, she leaves me in the cave, simply turning back to tell me to stay here. If anything, this is reason enough to leave. I wait for a bit until I'm sure she's left and sneak back to my house. I'm not sure why she intimidates me so much. She's like... 12. I slam and lock my door and immediately sit down at the writing desk in the corner. I pull out a pen and start to write. If April-May can leave a note for the next intern, so can I. My name is Taryn March. If you're reading this, you must be the new intern at the Spring Chronicle. I have no idea what happened to me, but I can think of two possibilities. Either I made it out of town and am living happily in the city again, or I didn't make it out, and the turnback happened. Either way, I'm not there to tell you this in person. There's something about Spring Shard that makes it different. From what I can tell, time moves backwards and faster than normal in this town. If the book I read is correct, then it's a wormhole of some kind. You can't leave town, except at specific times. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a lovely town but you need to know what you're getting into. I can't tell you why it's like this, but I know that it doesn't affect the people here. So when Oleg or Lena, the leader of the Lemonade Gang, tell you to leave, listen, because that may be your last chance. But while you're here, enjoy your time. Eat at Dottie's because her cake is the best you'll ever have. Go to Count events, because Mayor Tetra Burns is the funniest person you'll ever meet. Partner with Chrome, because there's no one you'd rather work with. Make the most of your time here, because leaving Spring Shard was the easiest and the hardest thing I have ever done. Good luck to you, whoever you may be. Signed, Taren March. I post the paper on the door of my house and make my way back to my car. It's parked on the side of Main Street. As I pass Circle Square, I see Mayor Tetra Burns standing on the platform giving a long-winded speech about the opening of the time capsule. She'll open it soon. I hurry my pace through the crowd and get into my car. I look behind me one last time. I see Xavier talking to Dottie, no doubt trying to convince her to give him her cake recipe. Lena is standing off to the side watching. Oleg is sitting on the doorway of 11th hour, shaking his head and frantically checking his pocket watch. Sheriff Orion Fairbrook looks like he's going to try and push Tetra off the platform. And I see Chrome, standing to the side of Tetra's platform, taking notes on everything she says. I turn away and start to drive away. I reach into the bag in the seat beside me and pull out the small pink cap gnome Lena the girl with the afro gave me on history day. I place it on the seat beside the bag and turn my attention back to the road. What was that? Oh no! Behind me coming from the town is a bright light and it's getting closer. I floor the gas pedal and speed off even faster to the city. I have to beat it out of town. I have to get out of here. Something about this seems oddly familiar. I'm almost out of town. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make <laughs> again it's aj robinson creator of chronicles of spring shard and the voice of taryn march i just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode this is sadly the last episode of this season of chronicles of spring shard the show is now on an indefinite hiatus but feel free to follow us on facebook and instagram at spring shard chronicle for any updates if you like this episode and would like to listen to it even when you don't have wi-fi it is available for download on podbean itunes and google play If you want to listen while looking at a picture of the super cool cover art, you can also listen on YouTube. Check our social media for more information. The awesome music you are listening to right now... is by Chaos Emerald on YouTube. Go check out her channel once this episode is done. In fact, if you're listening on YouTube, I'll even give you a link in the description below. You can also check her out on Instagram and Twitter at EmmaJoyceFly. The voice of Dottie was Olivia Hanson. The voice of Tetra Burns was Haley Holland. The voice of Lena, their leader of the Lemonade Gang, was Kirsten Gorman. Special thanks to Jess Milton, Derek Tiger, and to you, listening right now. Thanks for sticking with us until the end.